Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The After Show with Mackenzie Stewart and Amy Shannon, a spinoff of the Fishbowl Radio Network, The Writer's Edge. I'm Mackenzie Stewart. I'm an author and educator. And I'm Amy Shannon. I'm an author, poet, editor, and book reviewer. We're here to share about everything literary. Writing tips, experience, trends, and even interviews. Yes, even, yes, interviews with authors and other literary industry professionals. So sit back, notebook and pen in one hand, a glass of wine in the other. And enjoy the after show. How are you, Amy? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, so what's been going on with your book reviews? Well, um, I've been getting a, a lot of requests have been coming in, and, you know, I've... Um, I've been reading the requests, and a lot of them are are new, and some are from authors that um, I've read for before. I guess a lot of times they put me on the top list to ask when their book's ready to come out. So I've been getting those. Um, I've been posting when I can. Um, I haven't been well this week, so I haven't been doing a lot of reading or writing reviews, but as soon as I'm back up to it, the reviews will continue to get posted and um, more books will be read, so there is always that. Right, right. Oh, I'm sorry you're not well. Um, Yeah, sorry to hear that. It's just one of my really bad headaches, so I can't really do a lot of reading. Um, and mm-hmm. if I can't read, I can't really write up any reviews. But um, hopefully within by next week I should get started posting again. But I do make sure well, that the reviews that I are scheduled for a release date, no matter how I feel, I do get those posted. So um, I try well, to be fair yeah. to everybody. Oh yeah. Well, and and you're you're always doing things for so many people, and I say that because you know one of the things that uh, as writers that we need we need reviews. So we need people who are reviewers. And you know I I ran I ran into a couple uh, along the way um, with my, my other show that I hosted. But really, to be honest, I'm, I don't really see a consistency like I see from you. You're consistent in you know uh, posting, reading. Uh, you're you're there. Uh, you typically, let's like today. Clearly, you don't feel very well, and uh, you're hosting the show. Um, you, you you're going to make sure the reviews. Um, if you promise somebody something, you're going to make sure that's actually taken care of. And it's really not a lot of reviewers in my mind out there. And and I did compile a list one time of the reviewers to kind of you know see if I can get my work before them, and they are not right. responsive. They are not responsive. Yeah. That was one um, of the things when when I started doing this, and I mean, my whole process has has grown and changed over the years, and I've always tried to make it better. And you know, I add rules and policies for a reason. It helps me not only stay organized, but you know, it helps me be consistent. One thing I did find when you know, when I was just starting out, I I looked at other reviewers. You know, I tried to get some of my work in front of them, not just to see if they would read my work and give it a review, but just to see how they worked. You know, I was just kind of mm-hmm. getting a feel for it. And the one thing that I noticed most is that a lot of times when they post, if they do post your review, they don't follow up and say, hey, guess what, 
I re- I posted your review. You kind of find find it by accident if you're browsing your own books and see if you got any more reviews or whatever. And that's how you find out. Me, I like to let people know. Okay, these are where I posted your reviews. You know, I always post it on my blog. And they can share it on social media. They can do whatever. I share it on Facebook, on Twitter. You know, they can retweet or reshare or whatever they want to do with it. But they know it's there. I mean, as soon as I put it on my blog, before I even share it on Twitter and everything, I I finish up the email to them and say, here, your review's been posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I find that um, there's not really a process that's happening or, or really goes on, and so it's just really hard to kind of navigate. And um, is, is there a place where anyone who's a reviewer, is there a, I guess, a master list? If you're a reviewer or if you want to be a reviewer, do you go someplace very specific in order to find, um, you know, to actually join and, and to kind of figure out how you set your process up or how you can actually find a reviewer just in general? General. Yeah, there are. On my um, welcome page of my um, book review blog, um, if you scroll down, there's some, well, there's some advertising space, but there's also links or embedded images of um like they're like kind of a master list like a book reviewer directory of where you're listed and i must say when when i first got um when i found out that there was a list i kind of found out by accident because i was looking for book reviews for uh, book reviewers for my own stuff and i kind of tripped over it on the internet by accident and i was reading to see if it was worthwhile to put my name on it. And there is um, a website, I think it's the Indie Review Directory, um, mm. and I have their, their link because I'm on their website. And, you know, you fill out a form, um, give them information. They, they verify that it's, um, you know, exactly what you say it is. And then they list your name and they list your genre on your website and um, a link to, like, your policy or your request page. And when I did that, within a week of being on the list, I got bombarded with requests. And that's when I started really more formalizing what I did because there was no way I could just keep... You know, I create a for, I create form letters and I update them often to fit the needs of who I'm talking to, you know, who I'm addressing. But I mean, within a a month of being on that, I got over a hundred requests, and then it spread oh. from there. And that was just one directory that I was on, and there are a, a couple more that that I'm on too. But I always ask, you know. We're, you know, when they put in their first requ- um, request, you know, how'd you hear about me? You know, I, I I get curious about it. And a lot of them have come from that, or some people just Google my name because they've heard that, or they've heard from other authors, you know, you got to get on this list, or a publicist, or, you know, basically how you heard about me, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of word of mouth and um, so that makes it all interesting and I, that's why I really have all, I have to be organized or no, nothing would ever get done. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely do agree. You know, being organized is, is you know, it's very helpful. I mean, because I know my very first experience with you, um, you know, you sent me back that spreadsheet, we had to fill in the link, we had to do all of that. And at first I was like, man, this is a lot of work. And then, <laughs> and then one day I sat down and I did it. Well, because it was for my benefit, right? I mean, you know, you can't do everything for everybody. And so after yeah. that, I um, – Prior to me sending out the spreadsheet, I would fill that in myself from information they gave me in their request. 
And then it just, when I got so many, I'm like, they got to fill this in themselves. <laughs> you know, it, it was a lot easier. It was a lot more time-consuming that I had to put it in. You know, when I, even when they send me the spreadsheet and they send me links, I check the links. I validate, you know, the Amazon link. I, I check to see if the information they sent me is is correct. Um Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that's really important when they fill out the form is to not have a typo, especially in their email address, because I can't get back to them if their email is incorrect. You know, I have no ah. way of contacting them. And I don't have the energy to try to hunt down so-and-so author that wrote so-and-so book just so I can get some more information. I kind of wait until they contact me again, if they do. <laughs> mhm. Well, and and that's the whole thing, right? It's one of those things, you know, you have to check back and, you know, follow up. And so they meaning, you know, the author needs to, you know, follow up and say, hey, you know, do you have everything that you need? Because, you know, you know, you are doing this for free for them. And so, you know, the least, you know, we can do as authors is check back and say, hey, do you have everything and get get you what you need um, as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, because I check, you know, when I look at the spreadsheet and I combine it into my master spreadsheet, um, and then I have created several spreadsheets about just the author information. So I always have their information, you know, once it's it's kind of like I create, like, databases from Excel spreadsheets, and I've had to split it up so many times because there's so many, but... You know, if once they've given me their information, I have it, and I I back that information up. So, you know, the only time they need to, if something's changed, like their email address has changed, or they now have a Twitter account, or they now have a BookBub account, or whatever, when they send the next request, if they could give that information. And sometimes I'll go through my stuff and see... What I'm missing, and I'll just kind of send out a blanket request. Like, if anything has changed since you last had a review by me, let me know so I can update my records. Because sometimes I just do that, make sure I don't have duplicates. Because I have authors that write under different pen names, but I keep all their information on one sheet so I know you know, okay, this pen name wrote this book, this pen name wrote that book, because sometimes their information is the same in other places. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Um, with that, um, yeah, you're you're definitely very organized in how you how you do things and how you uh, keep you know accurate record of what's happening. I've had in authors, the... yeah, I've had authors lie just to. You know, like those, they want me to do a release date review, and, and then they'll say, "Oh yeah, my release is coming up." And then they give me the link, and I check it out, and I'm like, "This was released last year." They just thought that they could fool me by, you know, lying about the release date so they could get a review ahead of other people. I mean, mm-hmm. I get options, you know, if you want to donate different things and kind of move yourself up on the list, you can do that. Um, and all that's on my shelf. But what I do is I click on the Amazon link that they put in and I look and I see that the information they sent me is valid, that it's a good link because sometimes they don't have the whole thing or, or it's a broken link. Um, you know, it's stuff like that. And then on my Amazon account, I actually have, you know, I created a wish list that's um, where I put all the books that I'm going to review. So I click on the link and I add it to that particular wish link. So the wish list so that if every once in a while I'll check to see maybe they have a deal on their books and I or it's it's a it's free a certain amount of days or something like that then um if I have funds in my book buying account then I can purchase books and a lot of times 
I go by the lowest first. That's how I do it so I can get more, the lowest price books first, and then I work me up way up when I have the funds in the account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's easy to see yeah, what, definitely. you know, if it's on sale and the author forgot to tell me or something, and I have the funds and I can do it, but I can also just see it's easier to go there and just kind of put them all in one thing because then you can filter and sort and see your books. And then if they're on Goodreads, I make them that, you know, the status as want to read. And then when it gets posted, it you know, I change it to red, and my um, review gets posted. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like you have a very solid process, and you're very organized in what you do and how you do it. And I think that's important. Uh, you know, we don't, we as authors, don't tell you enough how much we appreciate what you do. Um, and because, I mean, you're reading a lot of books. You're reading a lot of books. Um, now, tell tell the audience about. You know, whenever you're posting uh, to Amazon, um, you know, how does that work as far as you being a reviewer? Are you recognized with Amazon um, as being a reviewer? How, you know, you're reading so many books a year. Is there a um, a tier? You're like platinum. How does that work? <laughs> well, Amazon has a program called Vine, and they they choose reviewers. Eventually, I'd love to be on that, but I'm like in the top 1,000, you know, um, reviewers on the site, and you know they have different criteria and they pick. It's not like a reviewer can just like sign up for it. But the one thing about what I do with Amazon is, with the growth of social media and rumors, that people will misconstrue misconstrue what Amazon's rules are. Now, mm-hmm. I make sure I follow their guidelines. If I have a verified purchase review, which basically means I paid money and bought this book, or I the book was listed as free and I bought it and it's a verified review. If an author sends me you know, a gift card, I redeem that, buy the book, that's still a verified review. If the author sends me the book as a gift, you know, in direct payment of, you know, it's a, it's a gift, it's not something I bought, they don't consider that a verified purchase. Or you can review any book, but if it's you are allowed in um, a seven-day span to post up to five unverified purchased reviews. So each week I can do five that I haven't bought. So I try to, you know, I I even have a calendar to show me, you know, a schedule so I can look and see, okay, did I – is this one purchased like for sometimes I'll pre-order a book and that would be a verified purchase. I usually, since five is their limit, I usually do when I can, I do up to four of the unverified purchases because I give myself that leeway because sometimes an author will come to me and say, you know, I... I put this book in, in a collection. Can you post your review here as well? You know, so I give myself that little leeway. So it's not a, a verified purchase, but the review's already been written. It's been posted on another book, or they had a problem and they re had to uh, publish their book, and they got a new link and all that stuff. So I kind of try to keep that fifth one as a space in case an author needs me to assist them in some way. Again, again, that's a whole lot of being organized. And all all of that is um, 
I'm very transparent as to what books are on my list. I also, on my bookshelf page, there's different shelves and um, titles of the book, and the author's last name is in parentheses. Um, I am I've updated some of my um, policies, and my my lists are getting quite long. Um, but some people don't understand. They look at my VIP standard list, and they see, you know, it's got like 80 titles on it. So they think if they go to the bottom, it's going to take forever. But if they look at the list, every author who sends me more than one book those books get listed in a row. And then what happens is when the, f the first book within that list gets read and reviewed and posted, that book gets removed, and then the rest of their titles get shifted back to the bottom. It's very rare. I've done it only a couple times um, when I've made arrangements with the author to post more than one author's book review consecutively. It's very rare that I do that, but sometimes um, it's kind of necessary because um, there could be a, a, a release problem or they're releasing one book, but they want me to read the book before it, prior to the release. And sometimes I read them back to back and I post both those reviews on the same day. But it's very rare that I do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, they also I, I definitely... Have, right? No, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, they. I give them the option, say, eventually they turn their... Um, Maybe they only have, like, a Kindle or a Kindle book published, and later on they have a paperback. Um, uh -huh. So they can tell me that they've had um, – it's published in a new format, so I can post my review on that. Or they have it turned into an audio book. Now, I will re-listen to the audio book because I not only – take my review of the story, but also how it's narrated and things like that. Um, and then I add that to the existing review, and we'll post that, like, on Audible or wherever the audio book is listed. Yeah, you know, I think that's also very important, too, um, in choosing someone, because um, you have to, they, you, should, you should definitely have people to audition so you can listen to to how they sound reading the book because you know sometimes it's, if you're reading it if it's written in the perspective of a male or female I think that really matters in who you choose to read the book which gender I'll just say gender and then from there you can choose you know specifically who you want to read definitely I think it's really important I personally have one book that is an audio book. It's a, I have a male lead character, so I wanted the narrator to be male. And when he auditioned, um, I was like, this is the guy. This is perfect. But what I liked mm -hmm. about him, too, is that he could do, say, different sound effects. Like if he was talking on uh, – a character was talking on the telephone, he had a way to – give an effect as if it was slightly muffled, you know, like how you would hear talking on an old telephone or something like that. And it mm -hmm. was it was like I fell in love with the story all over again just because the narrator's voice. You know, it's like listening to Morgan Freeman on a commercial <laughs> or James mm -hmm. Earl Jones. He was I watched The Lion King the other day, the latest one, and he was one of the characters, so it was great. <laughs> that just stands out in my head. You know, I, voice is very important, how things are, you know, said. And I've heard audiobooks that kind of like it doesn't feel like the narrator connected with the story. 
You know, not saying mm-hmm. that they, they did something wrong, but there seems to be, like, no emotion behind reading it. it it'd be mm-hmm. like someone reading Shakespeare in a monotone, <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. So it, where there's no connection. And I think that's really important for people to understand. Uh, yeah, I, and, you know, also I think something else that uh, authors should definitely be very mindful of, uh, those agreements. Um, when you do choose someone to narrate your, your book, um, you know, as far as how you're going to pay them. Um, so yeah. that's going to be something else. You can pay them all up front, or are you going to do some sort of royalty where um, they get a little bit of, of, you know, the royalty from your, your actual work. So that's, Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I did it, the second one. Um, you know, for a certain amount of books sold, and, you know, they get the um, – there's a percentage of the royalties. I figured that was a lot easier. Right. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, they no, don't absolutely. have to accept it. I mean, they they can. You know, it's it's their option if they want accept that or or, you know, they want just a lump sum up front. But, you know, that's kind of it's a contract between um, two people. And I mean, when I use it, I use ACX, which is basically from Amazon you know, an audible, but um, I tried to, I almost had another book that was done, and the narrator got all the way to the end, but all of her, her recordings, and I could see why, they kept getting sent back, like not approved by ACX, so eventually she's just like, I can't do this anymore, and then that's where that ended. And then uh-huh. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this right now, and uh, I'll figure something out later. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I, you know, I definitely do want to explore uh, audiobooks. Um, you know, I was thinking about putting, you know, perhaps the first book in audio format just to see what that experience looks like and what it feels like um, and yeah. perhaps get a different type of a listener. Yeah. I mean, I did it because I was, like, curious about the process, you know, and what it entailed, and, you know, I didn't have a lot of expectations of how it was going to work because I didn't really know what it was. But once, you know, you give a piece of your, of, you know, like a script, you know, like a page or two that you upload, um, and then they, um, the narrators, you know, they get to pick if they want to audition, and then they send a recording of them reading your script, and then you listen to it and see if you want to accept it. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, yeah, this whole this whole um, uh, this whole thing has uh, it, it it intrigues me because. There's just so many aspects of it um, that about writing a book that you know still intrigues me. The more we can actually do with our yeah, writing. It, it's it's a lot. I mean, just if you think about just the art of writing and being creative, not the publishing or the marketing or anything like that. We're putting our thoughts, our ideas, our characters on paper. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's coming out of our mind and, they're, you know, and we're reading it. I mean, when I read a book and I love it, I'm, like, really engrossed in it. You know, I don't just read books to write reviews. I also have a pile of books that I just want to read because I like to read. <laughs> um, so, you know, I... I have that. I always have at least two books in my Kindle and my purse when I know I'm going to be waiting someplace. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the art of just putting it on paper, getting it down. And then when you read your own work, I mean, it's one thing typing it out, whatever. And when you finish, like me, I wait till I finish the first draft before I go and I read through it. And it's like, wow, I wrote that. You know, it's like you uh-huh. impress yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's writing is 
an art and a it's a craft because you can even if someone is a good writer doesn't mean they they can tell a story. I mean right. there are writers that can write for academics or mm-hmm. you know like thesis papers and things like that where there's no emotion behind it or technical writing and I've done all that. Um, I mean I know I can write but creating characters is it's an art form. It's Painting with yeah. words, I like to say that because you're, that's what yeah, you're I like doing. That. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Amy, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you? Hey, doing very well. Doing very well. Um, so the saga goes on about you know saving your um, information, and so um, I had to have a high high. Um, high-level team to try to extract it for me, so I'm still working on that. I had to have the... Oh, the man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that, yeah. So we'll see, um, but it's worth me getting it because my intellectual property is on there, and I definitely want to make sure that I'm able to pick up my books and start writing again. So um, I'm at a place right now I'm feeling very good and confident that I can focus, and so that's what I, I want to start working on. Again, my work. So... So we'll see. Well, that's good. I I hope they can um, retrieve their information for you. Yeah, so this is a lesson learned. So, you know, um, just the listeners out there, just please make sure that you're saving your work uh, in multiple different places. Uh, Perhaps it's a good idea to use uh, some sort of Google document because it saves it as you go along, and so you can actually retrieve your your information that way. So, um, um, lesson learned, and um, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, and even if they like um, writing on a com- on the computer, they can upload it to um, your Google Drive, or you can copy it. it. Depends on, you know, if you have cloud drives. So, um, I know that when I bought like a USB stick, it also came with like a um, I don't remember the number, but it also came with access to my own cloud drive. So um, that sometimes that's worth getting too. You know, you can save it to the cloud, um, but I always try to save it in multiple places. And then also, once it's pretty much done, I save it as a PDF too. So um, just to those are less likely to get corrupted once the work is done. Uh-huh. So. Uh, I do it that way as well. But, uh, yeah, okay. sometimes we don't think of these things until something bad happens. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so uh, there we go. So what what's going on with um, any bookshelf reviews? Well, I'm um, getting – it's interesting. I'm getting um, – the past few weeks I've been getting requests from – authors that I haven't heard from in quite a while. Mm-hmm. I had this one author, she's like, Can you read this book? And and you know, and I looked at it, I'm like, I know the name, sounded familiar and then when mm-hmm. I looked it up, I it was a book that I had already reviewed. I'm like, I reviewed all these books that were yours. She's like, Oh, well I have another one coming out. Will you do that one? And I'm like, Yeah, sure But it you know, mm-hmm. is interesting that um and i've had that happen before authors will say can you read this you know review my book for me and because it's been a couple years and i look at the title and something i already read so um you know authors should take notes too (laughs) right and you know you are um, very organized with that so you know when you've already read something but uh, right and so authors should know um, that you've already reviewed something previously as well. Yeah, it's it's just you know I mean I have spreadsheets um, of every you know sheets uh, files and stuff, and I have them broken down um, in different forms of the alphabet just so I could um, because it's a lot you know it's over 1,200 authors and counting, and that's not counting the repeat number of times they had come back 
and got more books reviewed. Some authors, I've read every single thing they've written. Um, so I keep track. And then there's sometimes if you try to sneak in, like like you've read from, uh, you know, reviews from me before, and then I look it up and I'm like, no. And I look it up in more than one place, you know. I look it up um, as the author's name. I look it up. I have uh, paper copies, and I also have file copies and not just what's on my blog, but uh, like notepads. That's how I write my reviews in a notepad and then do copy and paste. I have all of my reviews I've ever written. So oh, I, wow. can, I can easily check to see if I've read for an author. And sometimes it's just because they, they're emailing me or requesting me with their real name, and I only know mm-hmm. them based on their pen name. Um, right. And that can be a little confusing too. So I try to clarify mm-hmm. that. And I'm actually updating my, I have a master author list. Um, I've been in the process of updating that with also their real names because there was some miscommunication between me and an author who was sending me emails in two different email addresses and two different names, and she was talking about the same book and the same thing. So. Uh. That kind of prompted me to be like, you know, I have the master list, which is the easiest way for me to look to see if I reviewed for, but I'm adding, and I'm slowly doing that, adding if I have their real name, which I never divulge and any author's real name to anybody, but I, if I can keep track of it, you know, if they email me as themselves, <laughs> then I know, you know, who, what book they're talking about or what pen name. Mhm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so Amy, it seems like um, in order to be a reviewer, it's a really good tip for the person to definitely be organized. And so they have to figure out how they're going to organize themselves because it seems like you have things saved in more than one place, um, and then you're able to get back with the authors, you know, rather quickly. So, you know, having um, you know, a sense of, you know, checking your email several times a day, just making sure you actually keep track. So if somebody wants to get into being a book reviewer, what advice would you give them and and talk a little bit about your story? Well, um, anyone that would want to do this, I mean, you're not making money out of it, you know, which is something that you do. If you love to read, you know, what's a few lines about the book you've read? Um, when I first started, um, I had a very simple blog, um, and then once it started picking up, I moved it over to a blog that was a lot easier for for me to use, and, and it looked better and everything like that. I, my, I started doing this. I always loved to read. Um, I mean, as a writer, you should also be a reader. That's my belief. Um, but I... Um, I met another author, she was a children's author, um, and through LinkedIn, uh, about people looking, and she was looking for someone to review her work, and um, and she was, wanted somebody, you know, and she said, oh, I'll I'll read anything you wrote, you know, you wrote, and then I'll write reviews, and it wasn't like, you know, give me five stars and I'll give you five stars, it was like, you know, being honest. And we didn't, um, you know, we never met in person. We've only, um, you know, communicated through LinkedIn or through email. Um, Together we were going to start a blog of reviews, you know, and just first starting out with each other's work and seeing how that did and then reviewing anything we were reading at the time. Um, But unfortunately, um, before that could happen, uh, she passed away. Uh, from cancer, she did let me know that when she was going into the hospice, so I knew she didn't have much time left. Um, so with that, I I was trying to figure out, is should I keep doing this? And I thought, yes. I am going to start off the blog, and I did. I started off with, I read all of her children's books, and they were books for children who have cancer and, you know, they could beat it. You know, they were um, 
some of the stories. They were just wonderful stories. Um, and uh, I know that a lot of her books were um, donated to a, a local um, ho- children's hospital um, so kids could see that, you know, um, you know, not a lot of people write about that, you know, kids with cancer and their stories and, you know, fighting it and being strong and brave, things like that. Um, so actually the first reviews that I posted were my reviews of her work. And then after about a year or so, I moved everything over to a better blog, and that included re-entering all the old blog stuff and moving it over. Um, and then after, I think it wasn't until, I started 2014, but it wasn't really until like 2016 where I found that there were, um, you know, book reviewer directories. And once I had my name listed on like three of them, the reviews were coming in, so they wanted things coming in. And I used to be able to give them a turnaround time. I can't do that anymore. Um, And there were times when I had to put a freeze on what I was accepting um, or accepting anything until I could um, catch up because I had that many requests. Um, But over the years, I learned how to do it better, how to be organized better, how to uh, make things easier for myself. Um, You know, I send out a spreadsheet now, but I used to be the one that would take all the information the author gave me, put it in the spreadsheet, and then put it in my database. And that, I found, was just taking too much time. So I created a template, and that's what I send out to the authors for them to fill in. Yeah, you. It, the spreadsheet was a little intimidating for me when I received it, um, just because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what. I was, like, flying from the seat of my pants. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, they they told me, they meaning the um, the publicist was like, yeah, you know, um, this is what you should do. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, contact her. And so originally when they contacted you, they, you were not, you were not reading my genre. And yeah, so. Yeah, I was trying to catch up at that time. There was a lot of times where I would get an influx because people would read the directory and since I was any genre, I had to put a freeze on a lot of stuff. Mhm, mhm. And so after after the public, after I used all my my hours with the publicist, um, it was she was it was really nice of her to reach back and say, hey, um, you reach out to her because now she is accepting your genre. So reach back out, and so I did, and so um, that when I got the, the Excel, and then there's a lot of things that I just didn't even know it, that you had to tell me, like, hey, you know, you don't have an author's page on Amazon. You don't have the, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. And I was like, thank you, because I didn't even know. Um, but I think that, you know, all that stuff is definitely very helpful, um, you know, in, in figuring and finding that kind of stuff out. Yeah, I mean, some people are like, you know, they're like, they're not sure. Some people are not really computer literate. Um, So they are intimidated by just filling in a spreadsheet because they don't know anything about it. So I actually have a text version that they can fill in through the email, you know, just type in the answers, and then they can, um, you know, send that to me, and then I will fill in a spreadsheet for them because my whole database is based on Excel. But if they have a Mac... They can send me the Mac version of a spreadsheet, and then I'll convert it and then add it to my um, my spreadsheets where they need to go. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let me ask you this. So um, as a reviewer, what advice um, would you give authors? I mean, I know you're an author yourself, but as a reviewer from that particular perspective, what advice would you give to um, authors, a new author? First thing I would tell them that um, before they, um, you know, contact a reviewer, um, they should look at, maybe look up um, book book reviewer directories and 
a lot of them will tell you, um, some of them they just, anybody can list. Um, but there are some, um, like the Indie Book Reviewer, it's a directory, and those, the people that run that site, they validate the information before they add it to their page, and then, you know, they make sure their links are, t- are correct, and they do that periodically, and you have to be, to stay on that list, you have to be active in accepting reviews. Um, so when I put a review freeze and I wanted to still kind of be active on that list, um, I wasn't accepting new requests, but I was accepting requests from repeat authors so I could still say I was active, um, actively accepting new requests. If you are an author and you're looking for a book reviewer, read their policies, read their rules. Um, If there's something that if they want you to pay and they're not Publishers Weekly or um, Kirkus Reviews and they want you to pay, in order just to read your book, or if you pay, I'll give you five stars, that's not really a book review, and that's, you know, up to you. If you pay for a review, your review cannot be posted on Amazon. Um, And Amazon checks out their reviewers. Um, So you all have to be on the up and up. Me, I accept donations, um, and sometimes the donations can be placed um, or be for a certain position on my list that would um, say you don't want to be at the end. You want to get a review as soon as you can. I have also I've changed my policy on my express reviews. Um, so if you want to get, like, your book is released in, like, two days and you want me to read it and review it to get posted on that day, um, there is a, a donation charge for that, um, and I have everything listed out on my request page. It says donations, and donations are not required for me to read your book. You do not need to send me any money to read and review your work. It will be added to my list, and your book will be read, and it will be reviewed, and I will contact you um, every when you send me something, a request, a question, whatever, status report. Well, if you ask for a status, I will just direct you to my page where you can see where your book is listed because um, I found I was getting a lot of status reports. Uh, request when is my book going to be reviewed? So that's why I posted my list and my release calendar on my website, so people don't have to send me emails; they can just go look. Mm-hmm. But if you're, that's something that's really important as an author. Before you send your book, you find the reviewer you want to read your book, and it's the right genre. You have to make sure of that me, I do any genre. Uh, from children's books to erotic books to do-it-yourself, self-help, whatever the genre, Um, I do read. Um, Some people do not. A lot of people like to read what's in their comfort zone or what they enjoy um, reading. So make sure your book fits with the reviewer. And then follow the directions um, from the reviewer. Not all reviewers... Um, will let you know when your review has been posted. You just kind of, you might be looking at your book on Amazon and, oh, I got another review, and then you see that it was somebody that you requested maybe last year or something. Not everybody responds. And I know this because I used to send out my books to be reviewed. You know, I did all the research and things like that in my own books, and a lot of them, I only if they were read and reviewed, I only found out because I happened to be looking at my um, my Amazon page or my Goodreads page or something like that. Um, I respond to every email, usually within 24 hours, but I say, you know, expect something within 72 hours. That just gives me a little leeway if I'm not feeling well for, or whatever. 
very good, good and helpful advice. So thank you, thank you for that. Um, it was very nice to, um, you know, you know, to have, you know, you let let us know whenever you're going to uh, post our review. That's always very helpful. And one of the things that we know with everything that we do uh, in the world these days, you know, we look at a review to see if we're going to uh, want to even purchase something. And so that even goes to books as well. It was very amazing when, because that's what we do just in general, but it was amazing that when I asked, you know, the people who were buying my book, hey, write a review. And then I was like, hey, because when you purchase something, you look at reviews. And it didn't dawn on them to post a review. So they were like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll post a review. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And yeah. so, um, mm-hmm. And they don't think of it as much as if they're, like, reading a print copy, um, mm-hmm. you know. If they're reading it on, say, like a Kindle, um, you know, an actual Kindle and reading a Kindle book at the end, and I don't think this happens if you just read it off the Kindle app, like on your PC, but if it's on an actual, any Kindle device, when you get to the end, it'll ask you if you want to leave a review, and you can do it right then and there. Um, I mean, it kind of reminds you. Um, But you're right, a a lot of people don't think about it, um, leaving a review, especially if they have the print copy. I mean, me, I like both. I mean, I have literal bookshelves filled, and they're actually like books behind books on my shelves. Um, And I have one dedicated to all the books that authors send me, um, and those are wonderful gifts, and I love it when they sign it, you know, um, and some people send me some swag and things like that, but if you're sending an author, a, a review of your work, it's also important to make sure that it's pretty much published ready. You know, it might, maybe it needs one more edit or something, but pretty much it's published ready because you don't want to send them the first or second draft because, I mean, I look at my first or second draft. I wouldn't want anybody to read that because it's not polished. It's not finished. Even though it's finished, it's not finished. And that's mm-hmm. really important. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it it is because, you know, it's really hard to read a story um, and really get behind the story when there's so many errors in it, right? Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't let anybody review my fifth or sixth draft, you know what I'm saying, because I'm still working on it. And so you're exactly. right, have it, have it to the point where you're ready to publish it um, and because the because you know I won't give you my work unless it is like <laughs> oh I know <laughs> I'm like no uh-uh, no I'm not gonna mm-mm. um and so then once I clean it up a lot I'll let you read it and then you know you'll kind of check for some things for me but other than that no things have too many errors in it and I I think that that's definitely something that get, that gives indie authors just a bad name when um you know, when someone's picking up something that, that's published, I'm saying published. I'm not saying going to a reviewer. I'm saying published, published and out there. And out there. Even yep. if it's 99, I think that um, if I'm using my hard-earned money on something, I want it to be a clean draft, um, not a draft, a clean, um, you know, very, very edited and, and reviewed um, prior to it being published. And so that sometimes gives um, us as indie authors a bad name because some of the, the things aren't being reviewed like it should. Exactly. And what I re- recommend to people, even if, you know, they, they've, you know, always have a second pair of eyes, have an editor, you know, do, you know, edit your, your work. But also, once you, you, that's all done, Read it in the format it's going to be published as. So if you are um, going to publish, say, only on Kindle and paperback, um, I would recommend printing out your book, reading it that way. And But I would also recommend reading it, you know, convert it to a Mobi file, and there's different programs to do that. I use Caliber, and they it's free. You can convert it to whatever digital file you want. 
but it as the reader is going to read it in the format because I noticed a lot of times I think, oh, I'm pretty much done, and then I start reading it on the Kindle version and I see maybe there's a formatting issue or um, not there's a typo, but it's like a transpose word, like instead of from, it says form, you know, things like that, you know, where it's still a word. So tired eyes might not always catch it, but you might catch it when you read it in, different, in a different format. You know, even have it, your computer or your Kindle um, or whatever device you have, if it can read back to you, you know, that you can do that and and listen to it. Sometimes hearing it out loud or even yourself reading the book out loud, you see how the story flows and if it, you know, it doesn't feel like stunted, especially dialogue. Hmm. Yeah, I really do like that advice. I think that's some really great advice. Um, yeah, you you can never have too many set of eyes looking at something for you um, because you said sometimes you have tired eyes and sometimes you're reading it, you're reading it, you know what you intend to say and yeah. you're thinking that that message is being conveyed, but it but it's really not. Exactly. Um, so, I, yeah, so I think it's good having other people read that um, as well. Um, you know, there's been times where I, I was writing something and I had somebody to leave the room and then only to have the person, me, continue to write and as the person was in the room. And so you have to, you know, it's just those kind of things that you can definitely catch when you have another pair of eyes that's on your stock. Exactly. And when, and if you're reading out loud or listening to, the, like, a computer read it out loud to you, you, you read every single word. You know, you're... Right. If you're like me, I'm a speed reader. I can read, you know, sometimes I slow down because the book's just that good. And other times I read um, to, you know, with the intention of writing a review. Um, But when you do that, you're not focused on every single word, especially when you're reading it off the screen or even in a book, you're reading it to yourself. You're... You might miss a word, um, or, you know, you just kind of like your eyes might just glaze over that, even if it's someone else's work. Um, So reading it aloud, it makes you read every single word that's on the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I like that because sometimes you can skip something and you think that, you know, you, you, you think that what you wrote was exactly how you meant it to say, but you didn't because you skipped a word. And so, yeah, I, I think that's really helpful too. I, I just say just always get, you know, you know. I think author authors need to have other author friends um, yeah. because your family, gets, your family gets tired of reading your work. And so um, get other author friends to read something for you and give you some feedback um, just so you can um, – you know, you know, get another beta reader to to kind of read and understand what you're trying to say. Um, and you know, if they you know if they tend to like your work, they'll definitely read it and and let you know. But get somebody that's going to be honest with you, and right. you know, not like negate anything that you've written, but give feedback in a way that not only is receptive to the author getting the feedback. But also, um, you know, it's it's not a, a criticism. It's just this is what I, what I think of your story or whatever. Um, you don't want somebody just because they love you say, oh yeah, I'm, it's fine. <laughs> no, you don't right. want that. Yeah, and then also we as authors we have to have thick skin too. So um, yeah. this has been the after show, and I'm Mackenzie Stewart. And I'm Amy Shannon, so whether you want to write a book or just read one, we have the show for you. Till next time. Till next Bye-bye. time. Bye bye. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.